Welcome to BB&B Podcast, episode 003. This is our Christmas edition. We recorded it about a week, week and a half before Christmas, and it's coming out now, but because of our liturgical calendar, it's actually Christmas, so we thought it was a good time to do that. A um, couple things kind of stink. Uh, Princess Leia passed away. We don't talk about that. We'll probably have a Rogue One edition where we talk about that, and it sucks. Um yeah, so a lot of our childhoods, uh, a little bit of it passed away this past week. So we'll talk about that um, in our next podcast, probably theological implications, cultural, things like that. But just want to share that with you, that this is before all of that. So there's probably a little more hope in our tone. But this is our fourth podcast. Mark is back. Um, I had a youth who came to visit from Oklahoma for a weekend to celebrate uh the holidays with us, and he's kind of in the background, and we kind of make comments with him. Unfortunately, James could not make it, but the good news is today is December 29th, and two days ago in the evening, James had his second baby girl, so congratulations to James, and we hope we can see you shortly. So with that, I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. You know, what's funny is this the context of the song makes Uh more sense than the Mary Did You Know? Because every time, even when I was little and they would sing Mary Did You Know? I'm like, yes, she did. Yeah. It says in the scripture she knew. Yeah. You know, know, stop treating, you know, the Theotokos like she doesn't know anything. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh my! Oh my! Oh my gosh! That's so funny. Is that on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, we're watching a video of the somebody singing "Mary, Did You Know" and change the lyrics to about Vader. Did you know? Oh my gosh! That's so funny. <laughs> Someday cut off yours. Oh, I love the montage. Yeah. Did you know, like Yoda? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, they edited Yoda's words to say that. It sounds like the guys who do South Park, the way they're singing, you know, the Jedi yeah. we. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I wonder if I can get Dr. Cummins to do this. There you go. It, uh, we'll have the 10 lessons and carols. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. Yeah. And they added Hayden Christensen. Yeah. That's good. Oh, somebody had way too much time on their hands, but thank right. God for the internet for that one. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's amazing. To that's good. That's good. Vader, did you know? That's a good introduction for our Christmas Advent. Sorry, yes. podcast. There are a lot of Episcopalians freaking out when I say Christmas mm. um, for the Advent podcast. So that was good. I, I liked that. I'm going to have to show that to Dana later. So it's been a while. Yes. It's been a yes. long while since we've we've been back. Matter of fact, I need to I think I need to change the setting on this cuz you sound amazing and I don't even though well, you have a better voice than me anyway. Now try that. How is that? Nope. Nope. Bad. All right, do that. With that. Oh yeah, you sound way better that way. You have you have the good like radio voice anyway. This is Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Um okay. So, a lot of things have happened. Yes. Um, some good, some not. Not so good. We can talk about that. That's fine. I don't care. Um, I started, <laughs> we don't have to. No, really I, I started a new blog page that nobody knows exists, and I haven't paid for it to like get a URL because I don't know if I want anybody to. I just needed to get my thoughts out into the air um, about that. The reality of it, I was actually thinking about this earlier, and I, I'm sure I heard it in a sermon because I, I don't want to take credit for this, but it is as long and drawn out as the political um, season is now, it's kind of beautiful that it ends right before Advent. And I thought about that. Mm. Is you know this, But does it? Yeah, I know, I know. It really hasn't. <laughs> I, I know, I know. But, but the idea that we have to start moving forward regardless of what side you're mm. on mm-hmm. to live into that idea of hope. And I'm not saying that People aren't going to make that transition right away, um, but it's a good start to kind of move right into that Advent season of hope mm. that things will get better. And to remind people that this isn't the end. Like these people, regardless of who you vote for, they don't fix everything. We put right. too much faith into that institution. Systems, I, yeah. Yeah, and I wrote I wrote an article on my on my blog that nobody's going to be able to find um, about that about mm. how you know this election has reminded me that I put my faith in the wrong system. You know, Bingo. I, I mean, yeah. if we live in, I know they've been using the term demagogue, you know, especially with the president elect, but really we kind of use that a lot in, without even using that language. I mean, when Barack Obama became president, people who followed him thought he was going to fix everything, you know, and we set these politicians up for our own personal failure in that way right. because we put too much faith in that, right. you know, and I've done that. I, and so... So if anything, it's taught me to kind of move forward and mm-hmm. kind of and also with the atmosphere of divisiveness right now, this is a really good opportunity that the church can can take advantage of. Yeah, Advent, I don't know if they will. Advent gives us a chance to re recalibrate. Sure. Get our focus back. Exactly. Remind ourselves where our hope actually does lie. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Is mm-hmm. that I think regardless of quote unquote who won, who lost, everybody's exhausted from from oh, yeah. it. Yeah. From the sheer divisiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, and again, of course, the, the sermons I've heard lately and everything, too, it's really about that, that, that moving forward. But also is, you're right, where you put your faith. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of helped me out because I think for the last few years, up until actually up until a couple of years ago, I was huge in the news and politics. Mm-hmm. And then I gave it up for Lent and I never took it back on watching the news four or five hours a day, mm-hmm. which doesn't help. But Mm-mm. I still was very in the, to the political atmosphere, um, putting my faith in a system that I thought was going to—I almost thought that that system was going to be 
the thing that moves us towards the kingdom mm. and putting, you know, when really right. it's supposed to be the it's, church. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, part of it, I think, is because we have a church and for a long time we failed to do so because I think we've been in the center of everything. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, and I've heard a lot of priests say lately that we're moving out of that and that's where we're going to be more of the church anyway. So I'm kind of excited for that to see where mm-hmm. we where we live in that. So anyway, yeah. Politics aside, you know, I, I, I think we can move on, and, and the church has a place for everybody on the political spectrum to move forward with right. that. Um, it's a place, especially where there are a lot of people that feel even more disenfranchised. The church needs to take advantage of that and mm-hmm. be the place in which they don't. Right. I know a lot of churches won't, and that's the way they are, but I would hope that at least our church would. Yeah. Um, and I think they will. Um, I have faith in that. So anyway, okay, so politics aside. Here we are. Um, I didn't shave. For November, yeah, I see that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and our, our, this is a this is a an audio medium. However, yes, I know they can't they can't <laughs> hear it, but um, it was um, yeah, it was an interesting November. If you put the mic shaving. really close, they, they could probably hear it. Hear it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it gets harder. It gets harder to feel my skin every day because it just gets thicker. Yeah, um, but yeah, but I'll shave it probably before my calm in in January. There you go. So um, I'm trying to think what else happened. I got. Published my book. Yeah, congratulations, Mazel Yes, it came out Tuesday. In, Very good. If you're United Methodist and you want to be confirmed, you can use my book because I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I just I find if I tell people all the time, I'm like I, I wrote, I, you know, I was one of the authors of a book that I'll never use, but it was it was cool. It was it was a really cool way to kind of um, conclude my time as a Methodist and kind of give yeah. that to them. You know, all that all that stuff that I had that I you know it, it was cool. It was a really good experience. So. Um, James is not here because he should be having a baby at any moment. Right. Well, his wife, not him, but they're kind of sitting there waiting on that. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a Christmas baby. Um, so he's not here. Plus, he's under the weather, like everybody is in North Carolina right now. Yes. Which is kind of crazy because we didn't have a fall. Um, there's a lot of geek news. Oh, did you get James text? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, do we have what's our sound cue? For oh this? yeah, I need I need to find that. So if there's anything, what, what's going on with you? Anything new? Uh, I finished the semester. Oh, for teaching. Ended my grades. How was that? Well, it was fine. I had um a few students. I had to um, call out on plagiarism for their final papers. Really? Uh huh. Wow, like it was to- like very blatant, like they all had the same. Well, it one of them was very clearly cut and paste from the internet without even changing the formatting. So was so was you could see so you know like how a, when you paste is it, is it like a ransom letter where it was different fonts and everything? Not or? quite, but you know how some websites when you paste the text into a word document and there's that faint band of color in the background behind the the yes, text. Yes, yes, yes. That's what it was. Oh. My gosh! So, yeah. do they send it to you electronically? Now? And it, yes, yes. See, and it's back in the day, it was way easier. And you could also <laughs> tell there was one where it had um, what was obviously a caption, a thread of text that was a caption under a photo that just got embedded into the flow of the main text because the picture wasn't included. Oh my gosh! And it was it it yeah. So that's fun. So how did how did you handle that? Well, did you did you give I, them grace to say you need to rewrite it or? One of them took me up on that. The other, the other ones, I didn't even hear from. And I said, "I'm sorry, I have to give you a zero on this paper, and because of school policy, I have to file a report." The moral of the story is: please don't plagiarize, because it's a lot more work for me. 
beyond just giving yeah. you a zero, I've got to do all this ridiculous stuff with the administration now. So, so the one who did take you up on that, yeah. they're going to rewrite it and they're fine. Yeah, there's no, it. yeah. You'd think that other people would. You'd yeah. think. I guess they just don't care and they say, oh, I'll get a C and, or whatever. And, yeah. But. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hopefully they'll that. learn from. The, but otherwise, I had some fantastic, fantastic papers. Yeah. And fantastic things that students wrote um, that were just wonderful. Good. So it was it was encouraging. I'm back next semester for more. So are you doing a different class, or are you doing the same? class? I'm doing um, this past semester. I did a music appreciation and introduction to jazz, uh-huh. one section of each. Next semester, I'm doing two sections of the jazz class. Okay. Um, and that'll be really fun. Yeah. So very cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's the that's the main. Um, all the news that's fit to print, you know, from my side of things. I got so. you. I got you. I got you. Uh, I I really don't have just working. Mm-hmm. You know, no it's news. Busy, is, it's busy time. But yeah. no news is good news. You that's know, good. At this yeah. stage in yeah. our life, no right. news is good news. Right. You know, I know people talk about how horrible 2016 was on a grander scale, and it kind of was. But to me, it was like I never had any major drama. Yeah. Nothing. You know, the bottom didn't fall out right. this year. Which Bought is a like, house. Yeah. 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 And we've been stable. We haven't right. moved around. Nobody's changed jobs. It's kind of the first year that's happened in a long time. You know, time. and when we get back around to our theological portion, I have some thoughts about this this attitude in the air about... 2016? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. remind me, we'll come back. Hopefully, you know, yeah, edit yeah. this out if we don't come back to okay. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll try to remember. I'll try to remember. Okay. So there is... God, there's a ton of nerd news, man. There's so much nerd news. <laughs> I mean, so... Rogue One comes out tonight. Yes, that's right. In select. In, yes. Well, hasn't it technically already opened? It, I think it technically opens at eight tonight. As a matter of fact, I have one youth oh, that's going to see it right in, now. I like, guess in the UK, like, it opened a few days ago. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they did. They do that to add the third day into the weekend gross, right. and, which is actually really smart. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. because in a world where typically you have to make almost all your money back that first weekend. Right. Why not start the weekend a day earlier? Oh, that's what college students do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Take a, take a page. Out of... Exactly. So, so when are you it going? It's smart. Um, are... I'm taking my girls tomorrow. Okay. And that's so, and then we'll all go Saturday. Right. So it will only be my second time. Okay. But I, I, I told your wife earlier, I said it might be Rogue 2 or 3 by the time we all get <laughs> yeah. together. So, um, yeah, I'll look. Uh, it's planned like every 20 minutes. Oh, so I'm not too worried yeah. about tickets. Are you going to do any of the 3D or? That Yeah, tomorrow um, I promised my oldest that we would see. She hasn't seen anything in 3D. And okay. She keeps, you know, in yeah. 3D, of course, costs more than going to a theme park. Yeah. Um, but I did promise her that right. this was the one movie she wanted to see all year. So, so you'll get to, to compare it. the two. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, Dana and I, for date night, did see Doctor Strange in 3D. How was that? That was an excellent movie in 3D. Okay. Because that was, did you, have you seen it? No, I have not. It's just a trip. You know, okay. I mean, it's very psychedelic, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's mm-hmm. so 3D. It was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, if they would have done a little more, it would have been too much in 3D because gotcha. it was yeah. a, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was a very cool movie to see in 3D. I will, will admit that. So yes, I will have to tell you Saturday how yeah. the experience was. Yeah. Um, you know, after we go see it, of course. But yeah, that comes out, which is the big summer movie. I did see Fantastic Beasts. Winter movie. Winter movie. Yeah. 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 Um, Although, and, you know, Australia, Argentina. Yeah, that's true. Summer, <laughs> Peru. Um, so, oh, Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. What do you think? Um, it was fun. Um, it didn't have the heart that the Harry Potter, yeah. but in a world where we get more, right. you know, of stuff, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, the twist at the end was kind of cool. Um, I mean, 
it was a good movie. Everybody did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, David Yates, who directed the last few Harry Potters, did this one, and you mm-hmm. could tell it was kind of the same tone. Yeah. Um, it, it was. It was. I'll, I'll take it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it, again, Harry Potter was different because when Harry Potter came out, it already had like the big following, you know, and everybody yeah, kind of understood the context. How many people do you think actually have read that little known yeah. fundraiser, th- you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I don't think book. that this story is in that book. It's not because that book yeah. was just talking about the beast. The beast. So yeah, this yeah. is just a made up. But from what I got is this is the first one of five movies uh-huh. that tells the the Dumbledore Grindelwald story that they talk about in the Harry okay. Potter books. You know the big yeah, falling out. Right. Now Dumbledore is not in this one, but from uh-huh. what I heard is he's going to be introduced in the next one. And um, Newt Scamander is that what his last name is the main character in this one uh-huh. kind of takes a step back. Okay. So they're introducing the world of wizardry in the twenties and thirties. Yeah. With him. But I think he's not going to be the main character. So who's who's forward. the writer? I mean, is, is J.K. Rowling involved? She's one of the it? writers. Okay. Yeah, she, I mean, she has the whole plan. You know, so I, I mean, nice. I, I I trust him. Yeah. I think this will be one of those movies that you'll like it more after all of them have come out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. So again, it was fun. Yeah. I mean, you, you could wait till it comes out on DVD. It's mm-hmm. not you know you don't have mm-hmm. to go to the movies, but it was fun. Uh, I know my wife really wanted to see it because she loves the Harry Potter. Yeah. Um. But that yeah that was good. Doctor Strange was awesome. It just, it really was. Good. I it was, to see it. It was probably, the closest Marvel comparison is probably Iron Man 1. It almost, like, the whole thing almost follows uh-huh. that. But Iron Man 1 is such a perfect movie, why not? You know? Yeah. Um, it connects really well to the rest of the world. They're mm-hmm. they're unapologetic that it, there's, there's a bigger world. They're not ignoring it, but they're yeah. not shoving it down your throat mm-hmm. in the Iron Man 2 way. Um, so, that, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So. Speaking the, of Doctor Strange. Yes. I'm very excited, personally. Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock series four it, is on the way. I know. Is it come on January first? Uh, I. Th- it's either starting in the UK January first or here January first. Somebody told me it's coming out here. Then here. too. I we don't have to wait here. like we used to. Yeah, I think I've, that rings a bell. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. January first, new Sherlock. So but I also heard that this might be the last season. And that's okay because if you know, end strong. Don't jump the shark. Yeah, exactly. You know? now, and given the fact that these two guys are so high in demand and they're still yeah. managing to do it, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like, yeah. Doctor Strange came out and then they're like, "Oh, Sherlock comes out in a couple weeks." It's like, where do you have time to do all this? Right. You know. Right. But I, I guess they do. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's very cool. That'll be very yeah. good. Um, yeah. Did you see the Christmas special last year? The kind of connects. It's three just and four? now on Netflix. Yes. It just came, so have I haven't it? haven't it's watched good. it yet. It's on it's our good. queue up to uh, check out. There's something else on Netflix. I started watching. I've watched three episodes now, and honestly, I can't decide if I like it or not. Okay. But I keep watching it. What is it? The Last Kingdom. Okay. Have you seen this? No, it's based not. on a series of novels by Bernard Cornwell. Okay. Historical fiction. Uh, it takes place in the um, late in the ninth century in England. Okay. Alfred the Great is like a minor character. He's okay. not the main character, but he's in it. It's about the Viking invasions in England and the strife between the Anglo-Saxons and the Vikings and, okay. and all this. And it's, um, you know, I, I imagine that eventually you get far enough and, you know, King Alfred defeats the Vikings and so on and so forth. But it's it's very well done. Um, it's a British production. And, it, you know, there's a lot of attention paid to historical detail, um, a lot of contrast between the 
the Christian Saxons and the pagan Vikings and the religious cultural differences. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's a gripping story, but, but I get a sense that they were trying to do this sort of in the uh, riding the wave of things like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and trying to sure. capitalize on some of that Yeah, popularity. there's a lot of that going on. So it's like Game of Thrones without mythical beasts and historical people. Okay. You know, it's kind of okay. got that ethos to it. Okay. It's, and, and, you know, and less nudity. But, okay. um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. I'm a sucker for, you know, historical fiction like that. Sure. But it's, it, I can see why some people have said that it's kind of boring because uh-huh. it, it definitely moves sure. at a slow pace. I got, you. I got you. But it's, it's, you know, I keep coming back and watching another episode. So, yeah. well, something going on with it. Speaking of Netflix, have you seen The Crown? You know, I am very embarrassed. I am of all people. I should be. Yeah. Like it's it's and it's, and it's, it's on my you know it's, once again now that I'm excellent. done grading papers. Yeah, yeah. I've got the whole queue. I, I will. You know. I will say this: that if it wasn't based on truth, yeah, it would probably be not as entertaining. Gotcha. But the fact that you look at it through a lens that yeah. it's, it's historically, from yeah. what I got, it's fairly accurate. You're mm-hmm. like this. It's very fascinating. Right. And people talk about, once again, the attention to detail. Yes. And, you know, people are wondering, are they actually filming this in Buckingham Palace or not? Well, they said it's one of the most expensive TV shows made. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the budget was like $10 million an episode. Wow. Wow. So if, I'm sure they're not filming it in Buckingham yeah. Palace, but, but they're doing a good yeah. job making you think they are. Um, acting is fantastic. Mm. Um I remember somebody complaining that John Lithgow, who plays Winston Churchill, who does a fantastic job, they're like, well, he's not British. And I'm like, half our American superheroes are British. <laughs> right. Can we at least take over <laughs> one of your characters? You know, Superman and yeah. Spider-Man and Batman, right. Well, right. who's Welsh, but, you know, British, yeah. you know, they're all British. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. The last two Spider-Men, the new one and the last yeah. one, are, you know, it's Toby come Maguire, on. Yeah. So um, it's very well done. Uh, I think that is... Um, Usually when there's a show that my wife and I watch together, it takes mm-hmm. us months to get through because right. we never have time to sit down. We got through that in a week and a half. Nice. I mean, we nice. we trucked through it because it was very fascinating. Yeah. It was very, very good. We'll add that to the list yes. for sure. Yeah, please do. That would be a good Christmas uh, time. That's the Sherlock watch. Christmas special. Yes, yeah. that was very good. You'll The first hour of that, you'll be like, what the heck is going <laughs> That's on? That's what and I've Then read. it kind of yeah. all clicks and yeah. they do a fascinating job. But um, that was good. Um I fin- Westworld finished, which you need to watch sometime. Westworld. It's yeah. they pay. Speaking of attention to detail, mm-hmm. you have to. You, it's not a show you can do other things with while you're watching it. Um, they almost uh, Huffington Post had almost like a companion piece after each episode because mm. there were, and you realize how much you actually missed hmm. that they would pick out, yeah. and, and knowing that kind of enriched the next episode. It was very right. well done. So there was that. Um, but you know the big news. I mean, of course, there's a ton of movies coming out, but we got... Did you see the Spider-Man trailer? Yes. 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 That looks amazing. That's like the Spider-Man movie we've been looking for, right? It's got Tony Stark in it, which is great. Michael Keaton's back as yep. the bad guy. Yep. You know, it's 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 one of those... I got the feeling it was like when the first time I watched Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. It's like, this is going to be good. You mm-hmm. just know it is, mm-hmm. you know? And I think they're they're going to do it right. There's a lot at stake with doing this, so I'm, I'm really excited for it. That's yeah. probably one of the movies I'm most excited for next year, is to see how they pull that off. And mm-hmm. really, he kind of belongs in that other universe. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer that came out, which was, you know, again, it's like one of those. It doesn't blow your mind because you expect it, but it's, it's going to be good. The big news that I got this week that I thought was really, really cool was... Um, 
So Suicide Squad came out. Did you see Suicide Squad? I didn't see it. So it came out. I might let you borrow it. Or in the words of, uh, you know, Tracy Morgan. I didn't see the movie. (laughs) The people in the building, they talk about it. I didn't see the movie, though. It was was different. I mean, you know, I get the divisiveness. Mm -hmm. um, But I'm still a fan. I thought it was a lot of fun. But they just announced David Ayer, who directed it, who's Mm -hmm. a good director. He did... Oh, that one with Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Michael Pena, the cop one. I can't oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, he did that one, and then he did uh, the Tank movie, mm-hmm. Fury. You know, yeah. So he's a, he's a decent director. He's got a different angle to stuff. Yeah. Um, so he did a good job. But he just announced his next movie is is um, Gotham Sirens. Ah. Now, if you know anything about comics, Gotham Sirens is Harley Quinn, uh, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. They're doing a movie around them. And the good guys in it are all going to be the female counterparts to Batman and mm-hmm. you know all that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an all female, nice like Batman movie. Yeah, and he's doing that next. Nice. They also announced, and this was all the day that Suicide Squad came out. Is they announced Suicide Squad two? Mm-hmm. They're going to do. They also announced they're doing a Deadshot movie, which is Will Smith's character, which mm-hmm. is probably the best character in the movie. So. I read an article about a month ago that the CEO of Warner Brothers, even though they're getting a lot of flack for their movies, he's doubling down. Mm. And so this is his mm-hmm. way of doubling down, saying we're going to do even more. You nice. know, they're just going nice. to pump them out. They got yeah. that and Harry Potter going. Uh-huh. And really, the only movies that come to movie theaters now are tentpole movies. So you got to have the studio has to have them. But it's it's guaranteed money. I mean, it's such a good investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why Marvel and Disney will put that much money into a movie and do three of them a year because they mm-hmm. know they're going to get that money back. It's the the movie going culture is changing oh absolutely that in that yeah, direction it's, it's not a yeah. gamble anymore because there's really nothing else to compete with it you yeah. know there's only tentpole movies now you're not going to get a terms of endearment do you in, think you that's know. do you think that's really do you think that's connected to the to the netflix phenomenon somehow i think it's connected to the fact that we have a golden age of television right now mm-hmm. because i think tv has no boundaries anymore yeah they have more funds and i think netflix pushed them into that direction mm-hmm. and it allows them to tell the stories that they can no longer do in the movie theater anymore does that make sense so now the so, movie theater is is going in a different direction it is yes yeah. it's 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 being very particular to mm-hmm. it's almost you have to have known characters you have mm-hmm. to have you know this these established worlds and that's really about it and then all the really good you know uh movies are coming out in other other outlets right you know, so you, that's you get that you get the crown and you yeah. get stranger things in a year from netflix yeah which are two of the best shows i've ever well, seen and you get the one-off like the the documentaries sure. you know the nina uh yeah um was that nina simone documentary and you yes. know this um my my question is given this this shift thinking about you know the films that win the oscars yes or the Golden Globes, if you're a purist and actually won an award that means something. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, you know the, the the those award granting bodies, for the most part, there are exceptions, notable exceptions, but for the most part, those committees tend to not look very favorably upon these multi-partite sequential tentpole type films. It's almost like it's a different, completely different medium. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that they're not even recognizable. I mean, when they first came out, they were. You know, Star mm-hmm. Wars won right. Oscars. Yeah. You know. Um, and I think the big one, you know, The Return of the King. The Return of the King did. And yeah. it was almost, the, the, the idea was that they were kind of retrospectively honoring all three of those All films. three of them, because Return yeah. of the King was probably the weakest out of the three. Right. I mean, it was yeah. a fantastic movie. Yeah. But that, 
that one probably deserved it the least mm-hmm. out of the three. Of the but three. I think you're right. I yeah. think it was almost like here's the Oscar for the entire thing. Yeah. Doing something that unprecedented. But when we think about these fantastic award-winning films that are just self-standing, you know, like you said, Terms of Endearment. Yeah. Or, you know, name you know, name your film. Out of Africa. Dances with Dances Wolves. Dances with Wolves. <laughs> hey, I was just thinking about that movie this morning. It's a good know, movie. Tatanka. You yeah. know, it's... it's yeah. uh, um, I oh, think it's, you're, you're going to see those movies, though, yeah. on the Netflix and the Amazon and all that. I, but I don't, they don't win... No, 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 you know, but I think Academy Awards. That, I think you're going to see that change a little bit because you are also seeing that these movies that do get the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. they go on these streaming things fairly quickly. They, that's true. You know, and that's where a lot yeah. of people see them. They don't see them in the movie theaters anymore. First of all, movies are expensive, and right. mostly it's because they have to pay for these giant tentpole movies they're doing. Yeah, nobody's going to pay thirteen dollars to go see a date night movie anymore. But you have all these other outlets mm-hmm. making fairly good movies and shows. Yeah. And what's awesome, and we talked about it before, is there's no boundaries to how long or short they can be. They can tell That's the story right. and it's done. You know, yeah. Stranger Things was eight episodes. Yeah. And from what I read, Netflix said you could do more, and they said no, this is what we need, and they wanted it to right. be tight. It's all it's the BBC way flexi- of doing it. Yeah, flexibility. You know, exactly. Tell the story. And, exactly. And yeah. so, um, so I think you're getting the good mm-hmm. storytelling that, that mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about all the action and stuff from these. So right. I think you're gonna. That's gonna change. I think. Yeah. You know, if you remember a couple of years ago. Um, they they didn't even know if the Netflix shows like House of Cards should be eligible. That's right. That was a controversial thing it, it for was, House of Cards, based on the the yeah. you know the the you know the what the expectations or mm-hmm. how it fulfills that. Yeah, and they had to change that. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see if that's going to happen. If you're going to have movies that mm-hmm. you have documentaries that do right, you know, yeah. So um, I think that's going to have to change, and and, ha- and, and in a good way because I think mm-hmm. it's going to allow us to do movies. There's going to be a, opening the box up and be exactly. more, yeah, think exactly. outside. So I wonder what that's going to mean for the indie film people. You know, are they, are they going to keep doing what they've always done? Probably, because I, I what they've always done has always been something different and but 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 other what's, and, yeah. what's really cool is I, I mean with the internet I mean you have YouTube if you really want to make yeah. a movie you can do that yeah. which people have done right you could do Kickstarter you could mm-hmm. do GoFundMe so yeah. there are so many different ways it's it's. You don't have to wait for a studio to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and I, I think the best example of that is the way music is done now. Yeah. You didn't. Ha- you don't have to go to a record studio and say, will you sign me up for contract? You could say, mm-hmm. you know, here's my music on iTunes yeah. that I put on myself. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I think, what you're going to see with movies. I think it's a right. really exciting time for more indie people mm-hmm. um, to be put out there. And if it's good, worth doing, yeah. then, you know, companies are going to see that. Studios will pick that up. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. I watched um, on Showtime, I was mm-hmm. talking with Dixon, and they made a movie called uh, The Death and Life of Superman. And it was mm-hmm. the documentary on Tim Burton's Superman movie that he never made. Oh, yeah. And it was... This guy who never did movies, he just mm-hmm. thought that was fascinating, and he got Kevin Smith and Tim Burton and all that, and he did it all on Kickstarter, and now it's on Showtime. Wow! You know, so there, yeah. I, I think it's just it's opening up. It's mm-hmm. there's not a particular lens in which you have to look at. I think what's unfortunate for us, the the sad thing is that there's going to be so much content that we're going to miss some stuff that's really going to be that might yeah. affect you or me personally. Right. Like with music, I joke yeah. all the time. I go, there's probably my ten favorite songs are probably out there. I've never heard them. Because there's so much. There's so out much. There. How do you even navigate exactly. through? Exactly. So, so they're going to have to be smarter about that, you know. And, and really, it's 
it's it's it's going to be capitalism at its best. Like these indie guys are really going to yeah. have to put on their A game in order for it to come to fruition. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's I'm I'm curious to see how that happens. Yeah, um, with, I, the, I, with the Oscars, I am too. That I think I, over the next, you know, because I feel like there's it's always behind a little bit with it. it the yeah, wave. absolutely. So it's going to take five years maybe, but. Well, look at you know they look at TVs for was it the Emmys? Is it yeah. Emmys TV? Yeah. You know it's all HBO and Netflix now. That's all it mm-hmm. is. It's mm-hmm. not even network stuff anymore. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's almost like you, that's the expectation. So, mm-hmm. and the, I know HBO technically isn't a streaming, but it's it's a different way of viewing. Right. So, um, I think it, it's an exciting time. I think it allows mm-hmm. everybody to have a voice, which can be a bad thing too. It let's can. be honest. But art, artistically. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. You don't have to wait for a producer to think about how they're going to make revenue to mm. to create something. It can just be created if somebody believes in it long enough. Yeah. You know. So I think that'll be really good. Yeah. So. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, that nerd news. They're also filming the new Batman movie in in spring, uh-huh. and it comes out in two years. Nice. I'm super excited about that. I know my boy Trent is. I got a youth here. He's hanging out, taking pictures of my action figures. Um. I'm super excited by that. I mean, if if you didn't like Batman v Superman, there's that 10 minutes of Batman kicking ass and taking names, and I want two hours of that. Yeah. And we're going to get it. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Um, other than that, nerd news-wise, I mean, there's just always a ton, but I think I think that's really about it. Um, shows uh, really haven't watched you know, anything. I recently, and this is a little bit, I mean, it's, it's somewhat current, I suppose. It's now on net. Speaking of Netflix, uh-huh. uh, recently we watched uh, the movie that came out earlier this year, Zootopia. Oh yes. Have you seen that? Yes. Have you seen it? No. It's excellent. It's excellent. I highly recommend. It is it. excellent. And the thing that's so wonderful—I mean, it's classic, classic old school where the, it's entertaining for kids yeah. and they're they're subtle jokes for you know, grown-ups. Yeah. They're pretty. But the thing about this movie that's so fascinating is how they talk about discrimination and race without yeah. ever once using those words yeah and it's, it's, it's excellent phenomenal it's excellent yeah it's, it's entertaining and and poignant at the same that time. movie will yeah. preach big time yeah, yeah. and it's a yeah. it's a fun movie it it's got that is. classic flavor of yeah. the disney movie yeah, yeah. It's, the music's good uh-huh. i never thought i would say i like a shakira song oh uh, see I've, I've when she sings in spanish yeah <laughs> But my, I mean, yeah. my kids listen to that. It was good. Yeah. I, I think they're making a sequel to that. That was good. I did see. I, I took the girls to go see Moana. Was that good? It was. It was very good. Because they got um, some flack over that movie. Did it really? Yeah. They, they there were some Polynesian communities oh. who were upset over their portrayal of of the the deity character. Really? They said he's playing in every stereotype. He's he's large. He's he you know, is. rotund. He's got the tattoos, but it, and but it's really he fills this archetype, right? Because he is Hercules and Thor as well. Like he's uh-huh. this big, powerful person. Yeah. that's kind of an idiot. Yeah. So it's not really a particular people, but it, it right. is this very. It's the archetype. It's this archetype of yeah. these, this demigod. Yeah. So all combined. I, I uh-huh. mean, I, I get that you know somebody's yeah. going to be upset when you when you do a certain portrayal of people, but. Yeah, it was a good movie. It was solid. You know, it was one of those movies. that's like I know it's going to be good, but I'm uh-huh. not super excited. I'll eventually right. see it. Yeah, and so um, I took the girls. And it was just awesome. It was it was very well done. And The Rock can sing, man. He is the whole really. Package. Yes. He can sing. You are blown up, son. I I don't even know what's happening anymore. My phone is 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 uh, this is who it was the invention of the um, the group. 
text message oh, yeah, is, yeah. The, is the beginning of the end of civilization. It's kind of like when people reply to all and they don't have to. Oh, Isn't that the worst? Don't get me started. It's like, I don't need to know your response. Just send it to, to whoever. Oh, and, and you know, it's it's... There's there's a generation thing involved there. You think so? Can oh, I say yeah, that? Yes, yeah. yes. If, if you are <laughs> yes, yes. above a certain threshold. Yeah, they don't understand that. Yeah. Which reminds me, rant sesh. Yeah. Facebook is where it's really bad. <laughs> it was and, the election year, son. I didn't go on Facebook that much. Well, I'm, a, I'm not on it right now. I give up yeah. Facebook for Advent, and it's the most nice. wonderful thing. And, but but it's the... It's the the confusion between the like button and the share button. Oh, yes. They don't do the same thing. Yes. <laughs> Some people don't realize yes. that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's funny. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. So, all right, we are, I mean, we're like a half hour through already. Mm. You know, I mean, when you don't, when we don't get together that often, yeah. we got, you know, a ton of stuff to do. I need to start writing things down. Right. Like my favorite yeah. podcast, they have it all prepared. I need to do uh-huh. that better. But, um, Okay, so let's take a break. Or actually, you know what? We still didn't do the Snoke thing, man. We didn't. We no. Didn't. Let me let me pull that jazz up real quick. Wait a second here. Let's see if I can get that going. <laughs> Mark is laughing big time. I forgot about this one. I really want to know. <laughs> All right. All right, hey, we've so still got a good year's worth. We have, of these. oh, we yeah. have a good year's worth of. Okay, so this week's thoughts on who Snoke is. Now, James texted us because I think he felt that he needed to have something. He shout simply out. said, yeah. "Shout out!" He simply said that Snoke is Mace Windu. He didn't give any context, and I'm like, okay, he's just throwing it out. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Bald, yeah. you know? Yeah, bald and old, yeah. right? Um, bitter. <laughs> Yeah, bitter. Yeah, yeah, I think though that if it was Sam Jackson, Snoke would have cussed a little more. In <laughs> you know, but well, one could say the same thing about the prequels. That's true. Mace Windu could have also he, cursed he some more while have. he was alive. He I mean, have. and there were so many opportunities. Party's over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fill in the blank. You know, <laughs> which lightsaber is yours? It's the one that says "Bad Mother." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's yeah. True. And he would have been cooler if it would just been Sam Jackson as a Jedi. He doesn't have to play people. No. You know, no. I always told Dana, I said, I remember when Snakes on a Plane came out. I'm like, yeah. it would have been ten times better if it would have been called Samuel Jackson versus Snakes on a Plane, and he just played himself. Yeah. Just yeah. be yourself, man. Yeah. So Royale with cheese. <laughs> now, there is this thing going around, the, the the you know, the kind of the, the dark underbelly of the internet. Yes. Rumor mills that Mace Windu, in fact, George Lucas came on, was on record. Yes. Um, not that his opinion, his record doesn't really count anymore. Right, yeah. but there's this whole new theory that Mace Windu did not die when he fell out that window. He shouldn't have, and because there's a whole long history of Jedi-related people who fall at, from great depths and don't die. Sure, uh, and and apparently Lucas went on record to say, "Hey, uh, that's possible. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count that out." Yeah. So. Eh. And even if they never show him again, I'd like yeah. to think that. I mean, because he was such a badass, and yeah. then the way he died was just so poorly executed. Yeah, you know. Um, so I would like to think that he's he, he was alive. Yeah, and around. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. But um, I do you have any other theories that you're thinking of for Snoke? I'm I'm still uh, holding on to my my two from last time. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll, what was I'll, it? Lando. Lando. <laughs> 
and the uh, the professor from Futurama. And the professor from Futurama, yes, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure yet. The, the, I think the the biggest talk people forgot this the whole Snoke thing. They're not talking mm-hmm. about it as much anymore. No. People are talking more about Ray. Yeah. And so there was yeah. a big. There was an interview with Ian McGregor. Did you hear yeah, about that? I heard about that. And he said that, you know, they said, are you willing to make an Obi-Wan movie, you know, maybe in mm-hmm. the desert and everything? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I totally go back to that character. He said, but mm-hmm. I think they're tabling him right now because they, he's going to be part of the narrative for the, you know, the Force Awakens sequels. Yeah. So here's the reality. This is what aggravates me is people don't look at timelines. Like up until last week, everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe she's Jen Erso, which, Jen Erso, which is the main character in Rogue One. Right. But she's born after Jedi. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Let, let's put it. Let's put it in perspective. And she right. can't be Obi Wan Kenobi's daughter because she would be, you know, the same age as Luke. At she this would point. have to be the granddaughter. She would be the granddaughter, and right. that's the thing. Yeah, and you know, hey, you know, old man in the desert gets lonely. You know, finds a couple uh, Tusken Raiders. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. It, well, it, the the Jedi Order was dead. Yeah, he could have fallen in love. He was yeah. a good guy, right. and you know, and I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the the I, the mainline person in me wants to say that it's Luke's daughter, but the 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 problem with that is I'm tired of the Skywalker screwing everything up and fixing everything, screwing everything up mm-hmm. and fixing everything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want it to be kind of outside of that lineage a little bit. I do bit. too. And I also think that that would retro retroactively make episode 7 not as good of a movie. After the fact. Okay. If she's oh, it's Luke's daughter. Uh it is it's too it's too predictable in that sense. It is, but I but I wouldn't you still are not disappointed if it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But if it's not, it has to she still has to fit the narrative. I don't want it to be some random thing. Like she has to be, you know, I, the the force and the whole Jedi lore is all about fate, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. and Presbyterians love, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. the force, but you know this, um, this providence, right, you know, with it, you know, yeah. and and so for her to just kind of just be this random person, I want to, you know, I, I, the force is at work in this, and and, it, yeah. and it's, you know, so I want to say that she's part of the story more. Than just a random. I mean, she has to be if they're not showing who her parents are and her background, mm-hmm. and if just oh, her parents were just these random people. That that it, it's a red herring. It's it's they're making a big deal out of nothing. So yeah. there has to be some yeah, kind of because there's the backstory of who are her parents. And there has like, to be a revelation, and there yeah. has to be a connection to the context in which we already know going into it, or else yeah. then there's no point in in, in you know making a right. mystery. Right. I mean, you know? I just are there other characters we've forgotten about. I, I That's don't the know. thing. It's a small group. It's a very it's small, a small group. group. It is a very small group. Um, when, you, when you think about who the main, you know, movers but, and shakers are, but you know, when she took the lightsaber, yeah, you heard Obi Wan. Uh-huh. You heard both Obi Wan's. Matter of fact, they brought yeah. Ewan McGregor in to come back and say, yeah. you know, some things, and then uh-huh. re-edited Sir Alec. Yeah, Guinness. yeah. Um, so I think there's there's a connection there mm-hmm. a little bit. I think mm-hmm. Luke knows who she is. Yeah, I think Luke has met yeah. her before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. But if this goes in the same form as the original trilogy, mm-hmm. most things will be revealed in the next one. Right. Because then they will be resolved in the last one. You don't yeah. wait for the last one no, to reveal you it. Don't. You want it to be on the, on well, the, on the second one. And apparently, um, there was not too long ago, there was an interview with um, Ray. Ray. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> well, and because people are every, she says every time I'm on the street, people someone comes up and asks me that very question. Yeah. Who are you know? And Daisy Ridley. Daisy, thank you, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, thank God for Google. Yeah. And well, she's not part of the, our vernacular. Yeah, yet, right. yeah, yeah. She's you know on the wall of your restroom. I have a I know I have a one six scale replica of her right yes, there, there in you, a giant yeah. picture of her in my bathroom. Yeah, you do. My daughter's bathroom. Let me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, let me be a little less creepy. Um, but yeah. she, yeah, she. Uh, she gave a kind of a cagey answer recently about this very question. Oh, really? She said people just need to be patient. Yeah. And 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 see what happens in the next movie. And I th- it's it's one of those little statements. That's just a little statement. But then the 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 internet people get to work oh, yeah. on it, and they oh, say, yeah. "Oh, she's actually giving things away by saying that." I know, you know. I know. And, but have you? Oh, speaking of like trolls and people yeah, not waiting yeah. and wanting to figure everything out, I'm in the middle of this book, and if anybody, if anybody's interested in listening to this, they'll, they'll be surprised I haven't read it yet. But I'm reading Ready Player One. I have not read it. Okay. The only reason why I'm reading it is um, Spielberg's making it to a movie, okay. and I guess it's like a cult. It's only mm-hmm. four years old, um, but um, I had Audible because that's the only mm-hmm. way I can get some theological reading done sometimes. Mm. And um, but I decided the last month I'm like I haven't read a fiction book in years, mm. so everybody said it's kind of a love letter to geeks and nerds and '80s pop culture, and so I started listening to it. And Will Wheaton does it. You mean Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton. <laughs> and let me tell you, did you watch Stranger Things yet? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. You know how Stranger Things was really a love letter to that genre? and to the like, 80s. You and soak the, it all yeah, in. Yeah, Stephen this King. This book the, yeah. is the same way, Mark. Okay. They quote Ghostbusters, nice. um, Mass Hysteria, Dogs and Cats mm-hmm. Living Together in the nice. first chapter. Nice. His login to get in the computer, which yeah. I don't want to explain, is the greeting Starfighter you have from Last Starfighter. <laughs> I mean, yes. this, uh, there are so yes. many references. There's a scene. There's a party scene. They, they like. It's almost like a the the premise is almost like the Matrix where they go in okay. the Matrix, but they're, yeah. they're, they they yeah. know about it. Yeah. And he shows up at this party mm-hmm. with a DeLorean. Ah. Uh. Okay. With the Ghostbuster symbols on the side. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's everything, and it's a yeah. good story too. Uh-huh. I mean, I would I would recommend it. It's I'm telling you. And the name you, of this book is Ready Player One. Ready Player One. And, and, so. I can share with you the premise just very quickly, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, it's the first chapter. And, and is it and Atari? Oh, uh, there's a, there's so much Atari, oh. Commodore. Nice. I mean, nice early Apple stuff. I mean, it is yeah. like it. So the, the the book takes place in the in the 2040s. Okay. Okay. And this man named Halliday, which is kind of the uh, the Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Okay. Was a he grew up in the 80s, child of the 80s. So mm-hmm. he. Um, he really is like this fictional Steve Jobs where he mm-hmm. created this company mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. like that. He created this thing called the Oasis. Okay. The Oasis is very similar to the Matrix where yeah. people live at home, they connect to it, and then they – Virtual. Live, yeah, they live yeah. in the world. They go to work on it. They mm-hmm. Kids go to school in it, and it's, okay. it's – so they kind of plug in. Okay. Yeah. And then he dies at the very beginning, and uh-huh. he leaves a eulogy, and he says, I have I – have, uh, he talks about – if you remember, I forgot the name of the Atari game. But back then, the people who created the games, they did not get credit for it. I, that's the right. Engineers. That's true. That's so there was true. one Atari yeah. game in which the guy who who coded it put his had his, like a special room that you could mm-hmm. find with a special key. And when you found it, you went into this room and it had his name on it. So that's how he got uh, credit. And I remember hearing about that. But yeah. the, So he took that idea. Mm-hmm. And in the this oasis, which is very cool, there's 27 sectors and it's shaped like a cube, like the, uh, the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. And there's a Star Wars sector you can go into, and, you know, and things uh-huh. like that. Um, 
and uh, he said in his uh, eulogy video that he makes. And the video starts with "It's a Dead Man's Party" by Oingo Boingo, nice. and he's he's doing uh, and and yeah. the funeral that his, that is his is mm-hmm. the scene from Heather's. I mean, and it's it's just it's such an eighties. It's awesome. So, but the point is, he says, in this entire universe, I have hidden three keys, hmm. and each key takes you to the next one. Whoever gets it, you know, inherits my empire. Ah. and it's and so and this takes place about four or five years later, and nobody's uh-huh. found it. And this kid named Wade. He goes in and he, you know, he says at the very beginning, he, he said, um, there's like a scoreboard, mm-hmm. the virtual scoreboard. And he said, you know, nobody found it. And then one day somebody's name popped up on the scoreboard and that name was mine. And this is mm-hmm. my story. And I'm like, I am in uh, this. And it's just, it's awesome. Like uh, D&D references, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings references. I mean, it's really cool war games reference that I, I don't want to spoil. Okay. I'm telling you, man, it's 300 pages of just bliss. All right, you know, and I mean, I can't wait for the movie. But if you ever want to read a fiction yeah. book and get away, I will. I will totally put that on it. my list for it's, sure. It is yeah. awesome. So anyway, okay, I'll get rid of that. We had some nerd stuff. Let's move on to. Um, you want? Let's do the beer. Let's do the beer. I have 40 new text messages, by the way. Holy God. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can't do this if you're not here. If it would have been, if it would have been me and James, had been like, this beer tastes like beer. I can feel the alcohol. Well, at some point, we will have all three of us yes, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. He's got a lot on his plate. Oh, frankly, yes, he does. I do yes, need. I should. I shouldn't have shared. Did you just with say you. frankly? I did. I did. Oh, James I see Franklin. What you did there. You yeah. see that? I shouldn't have told you that my James Franklin story until we got on here, but I, I'll share it again very, very quickly. So. One of my youth from another previous church is at Wake Forest, and she texted me and said, hey, your priest friend is a couple tables down from me at a coffee shop. And I said, that's great. He's a good guy. Why don't you go introduce yourself? And she said, no, I don't want to do that. So the next thing I did is I texted James, and all I texted him was stand up and yell the name Julia out loud. That's all I texted him. He did not respond to me. He did not ask any questions. This is why I would marry James. <laughs> if it would have been Dana, she'd be like, why? Why do I need to do this? Why? Just just do it, okay? Yeah. And he did. It was perfect. And so um, he didn't respond to me. All I got was the next text was Julia going, oh, my God, he just stood up and started yelling my name out loud <laughs> randomly. And I'm like, that made my day. That. So long story short, they met. He gave her his card. Um and that's ministry, and it was just that's, such a beautiful little story. And that's I'll have phenomenal. to put it in a sermon one that's day. That's phenomenal. It, it, I was laughing so hysterically in my office. Um, <laughs> somebody came in, and they're like, "What's going on? What's going?" I'm like, I, "It's just the best mm-hmm. story." James made my week doing that. Didn't ask any questions. Just stood up and started yelling, "Julia!" Yeah. So like, as you do, you yes, know, that's as what you do. Does. All right. So moral of the story is: if somebody texts you saying, "Do yell somebody's name out loud," just do it. Just do it. Yeah. So. Okay, so this beer, so this is a Hall River beer. Hall River. Co- company Hall River. By yes. the way, next Wednesday, they're doing a Hall River tasting. Somebody from them is coming and bringing a whole bunch of, uh. yeah. But um, this isn't the original I, I was going to get. I think the original was a stout, and it had a hint of chocolate and coffee, which I thought would have been good for the cold night and everything. But they gave me this is good. This one, which was a little more, but because they gave me this one, they charged me for the cheaper one, which is great. So this is a Hall River. Houblon um, de Ferme. Yes, Oublon de Femme. It's an India pale. What is that season? Saison. Saison. Um, tell me about that. Saison. What do you know about any of that? Yes. You've come to the right place. I believe I have. So the Saison is a 
ready for this, yes. French style of beer. Okay. I can it's believe a, that. We come from France. Uh-huh. It is a, um, if you see in the title here, Oublon de Ferme, Ferme is French for farm. Okay. And Cezanne is what's known as the farmhouse style. Some breweries will call it, instead of Cezanne, they'll call it a farmhouse beer. Okay. Basically, the that's a loose, slippery style that doesn't have a lot of strict stereotypes um, to describe, other than there tend to be certain proprietary yeasts over the years that have become associated with them. So we get this really floral, fruity, yes. spicy character. That's typical of a Saison. Yeah. 7%, that's, that has become the norm for this style of beer. Perhaps yeah. Probably the best, well, the best known Saison um, in the beer world is, is DuPont, Saison DuPont. Okay. It's the big green bottle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gang Brewery makes one called uh, Hennepin that's pretty well known. But basically, it's it is a it's a style of beer that originated in the rural you know farming communities of Europe, north uh, west eastern France, northeastern France near the Belgian uh, border, and it was brewed during the winter months uh, when there was less farm work to be done. Uh, makes sense. So yeah. it was a way to have these large farms continue to employ their their farmhands yeah. by brewing these batches of beer, which then they would lay down and keep until the summer months. Yeah. And then they would break it out and drink it during the summer. Uh-huh. Um, and they would also, you know, their seasonal workers who would come in to work the orchards or whatever. Um, and it was the beer that they would, you know, the seasonal workers who were kind of, you know, migrants, the equivalent of a summer migrant farm worker in Europe, uh, they called them saisonniers, which are seasonal workers. Uh-huh. So the saison was the beer that they gave to their farm workers to drink during the summertime. Oh, okay. Uh, and it sort of has taken on a life of its own. This, the tradition of brewing these these farmhouse beers continues in, in that part of Europe to this day. Um, and it's a style that about, you know, 15 or so years ago became very popular among brewers here in this country and it continues to be. And it also allows for a lot of experimentation since there aren't very strict guidelines about, well, it has to have this type of hop. It has to have this kind of profile um people go nuts with it you know a lot of times they'll add spices like coriander into it Mm. um and other things like that but you know the thing that does make it tends to be a little bit just a tiny bit sour just a hint of sourness yeah from that yeast that that, it's got that european belgian french yeast that's very floral very fruity yeah um it goes very well with food mm-hmm. it's designed to, to to be you know drunk with a meal um from its you know from its origins so it you know this is something that's that's excellent with cheese if you like stinky cheese yeah yeah uh this is a great beer for that if you like you know wild game cornish hens casseroles you name it this beer is good you know this yeah. is a great beer to take if you want to take a beer to thanksgiving dinner or christmas dinner yeah a saison is a good bet because yeah. it'll go great with turkey and dressing oh, i can and imagine it would, yeah. but it's got this this kind of sharp you know right off the bat that that burst of that that yeasty flavor yeah yeah um and then it mellows out and then you can taste the green the that green profile behind that and then it kind of ends with that pleasant bitterness on the finish and you're right there is like it's on the verge of being sour without being not. sour but it's yeah, right on that edge that. Yeah, yeah it's good i like that so it's almost kind of it's thirst quenching you know yeah. think about working out in the hot summer fields on a farm you want something that's going to have that 
yeah. juicy thirst quench to it. It's good. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's a good beer. I and like it's easy it. drink. It's seven. I would not have guessed this is seven percent. It doesn't. It doesn't taste like it. Doesn't yeah. feel like it. After about two more, I'll tell you something. Yeah. Different. Right. Yeah. I might slur my words after that. So. So yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, sure. I think it tastes like good beer. It does taste like good beer. But I'm glad you brought up that sour thing because you're right. It kind of taps on it a little bit. Um, that's my. Oh, and there's a little. Yeah, the, the, it's. I would say you know the the fruit element in this one. I would say is kind of a apple meets stone like apricot, peach stone fruit kind of yeah. characteristic. That's good. I like it. Juicy. I had yeah. so you know how this beer is because it's on tap. You only have to have it for like two. Three days tops, and then yeah. it kind of gets flat a little. Yeah, I had, I think it was election night. <laughs> I had a little bit, and I left it uh-huh. uh, just like a smidge, yeah, you know, like a swallow, half swallow in a cup. And I left it on my bedside table. It must have been there for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Couldn't smell it or anything, mm-hmm. but I saw it the other day, and I looked at. it. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Maybe it's apple juice or something. And me, <laughs> the college student, me is like, I'll oh, just try it. Yeah. Oh my god, it was the worst thing ever. It was <laughs> yeah. like, Three week old you science know, experiment. Yeah, beer. It, was, yeah. It, was, it was. Oh man, it was rough. But this is this is really good. I like it. It does have a really good fruity, mm-hmm. you know, burst mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's good. Sourness, bitterness. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. So very balanced, and it'll do its job on a Thursday night. Yes, because we're college students and we're starting our weekend. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, well, like like the movie houses. Exactly, like the movie houses. So. Theological wise, we started. Oh, what did I say? The I, beginning. I, yeah, you said. Oh, I remembered about, it. I just okay. remembered it. The, yes. This this year in review. Yeah. This is yes. a good time. And, yes. and okay. if you go, you know, everyone, it's it has become. I mean, John Oliver did this on on last week, tonight. which was pretty entertaining. By it the was way. very entertaining. It was pretty good. But it's this almost become this this. It's the trendy trope thing to bash 2016 as a year. Yeah. You know, fuck you, 2016. Yeah. I'm done with you. It's the worst year. I hate. Here's my thought, and and I have to give credit where credit is due, uh-huh. to my my lovely wise wife, who is who always is the font of all sound bites of wisdom. Uh-huh. And she and she and I were talking about this, and and she, we were both kind of speaking to the issue, and she named it really well. She said, you know, here's the problem with that kind of talk and that kind of thinking is that it it it. We forget that time is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a very precious gift from God. And so to curse a year yeah. as a year, yeah. really, you could see it as a form of blasphemy. Sure. Because, you know, think about the creation story. You yeah. know, the, the days, the pattern of, t- and, and the, whole, the whole Jewish mystical thinking about yeah. Sabbath and the gift of time. And oh, you're right. Abraham Heschel, you know, that, that time is a gift. Yeah. And what we do with that time is where we have our own free will yeah. and we have our own in, entry points. But the year, as a year, as simply the passage of time, is it's value neutral. Yeah. But it's a gift. Sure. And bad things happen. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the year itself is. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I, like, I totally it, get. It. I mean, I'm, I've been struggling with the fact that it's yeah. like nothing magical happens on New Year's Eve, where right. all of a sudden, like it resets itself. Like that's something we've created ourselves. Yeah. You know, in in a in a limited span of time, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't even say it's been all of 2016. Maybe the last half of it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, like all this global angst. Right. You know, it's it almost reminds me of 
pre-World War One globalization uh, angst where they're trying oh, to yeah. figure out, okay, the world is changing so fast. How do we handle it's this? The, yeah, 100 that, years ago, it's yeah, the same exactly. thing. And, and yeah. we're in that place now. Now, God forbid... You know, somebody right. you know, yeah. somebody doesn't just get assassinated, and then also yeah. we start a war that nobody wants to start, but it starts anyway. Right. But um, there is this, you know, um, this angst of mm-hmm. how do I fit in this bigger world? Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the nationalism is coming from. Is if we can yeah. contain this, you know, to this, then it can be more manageable in my eyes. Nationalism is is an attractive thing for people because it's it's. It's easy community. Yes. Because it's community that you're born into. Yes. And it's 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 fetching. Yes. You know, it's it's appealing. Yes. It's something that, that people can, you know, rally around and get behind. And we're seeing I mean, we saw with Brexit. Um we're seeing that, you know, it's not unique to this country at all. Yeah. It's it's all over the world. Venezuela is dealing with it. Yeah. Um, well, it, it is also, and again, it's not just the people. It's the institutions themselves yeah. are not moving in, in the same direction as how the world in right. general is moving. Does that you, make sense? Yeah, like even yeah. our our form of government is, even though we're the younger country, mm-hmm. how we do it is is getting archaic. And, yeah, and I think in a lot of ways that's what that's what Hillary Clinton represented is that mm-hmm. archaic way of doing government that mm-hmm. it doesn't do it anymore does that make sense like we're we're, we're, we're not thinking out of the box and i think that people got to the point where it's like we'll take anybody that thinks out of the box good or bad so it's scorsese in a netflix world yeah it's or maybe yeah. better would be it's warner brothers in a netflix world there you go yeah there you go. but you know so you know this goes back to why history is important, though, too. Yes, uh, yes. Is because every time there is a sense of nationalism, bad things happen. Right. And we need to be very, very careful about that. We need to not that. forget our past. We need to not forget that past. It yeah. was not that long ago. No. And I am not... I hate when people compare Donald Trump to Hitler. You know, I think Hitler was smarter, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, 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 but the tone of the people... Is very similar to that of of that the Germany yeah. of nineteen late twenties early thirties is this national you know where mm-hmm. the rally we, we don't yeah. have what we were promised mm-hmm. you know and and then there's this, these socialistic nationalistic parties that come and say it's mm-hmm. just about you nobody else mm-hmm. um, that's that's a scary thing and I'm not again I'm not saying that. Donald Trump and, and, and President-elect Trump, I need to be respectful, and his cabinet are going to be similar to that. I'm just saying is the, the the mass population angst is similar. Does that make sense? The mass population angst is similar. And, and it, you yeah. know, I actually um, prophetically read the biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer in, mm-hmm. the, in the past few months. Mm-hmm. And were him and Karl Barth, and of course I can't make fun of Karl Barth because it's part of our name here, but where where they kind of butted heads mm-hmm. was when this was happening. Bonhoeffer was like, "The church is responsible for this because it didn't do what it needed to do." Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it wasn't just the church's fault. You know, right? Uh, but he was he knew that that things were going to come that was going to and it was going to get worse because people mm-hmm. were being taken advantage of. Yeah, and there was a populist movement. Yeah, and of course, Bart was in the sense of this 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 too shall pass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's there's a bigger yes, yeah. exactly. There's a bigger you know plan and, and, and you know in that and, and and in a lot of ways, Bonhoeffer obviously was right. And I think Karl Bart you know would would say so. 
um, after the fact. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know maybe reading that that maybe that's where my paranoia is, and my paranoia, of course, doesn't come with the cabinet. You know, I think we give our government too much credit. Hmm. My paranoia comes with how the people are reacting, both yeah. sides right now. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this this um, this nationalistic identity that's very very small minded thinking. I don't mean in a deplorable Clinton way, but I mean a it needs to be smaller and manageable. Um, globalization is happening whether we want it to or not. Mm-hmm. We have to accept that because of the way technology is, and we are mm-hmm. codependent on each other at this point, and you can't take that away. You can't say that we're going to sever our ties with the world because if we did that, we wouldn't have oil. You know, we wouldn't have, you know, other, you know, so... We wouldn't have fruit if we built a yeah. wall around Mexico. Do people understand that? That yeah. you will no longer have fruit. You'll you be won't paying have thirty dollars for right. a banana. Yeah. If we do that. Yeah. You know, so there is a codependency, but codependency relies on humility, mm-hmm. and humility has no room in extreme in this um, nationalistic yeah. American exceptionalistic nationalistic perspective. Right. Which. By the way, it didn't come until after World War II, mm-hmm. and it didn't come from those who fought at World War II. It was mm-hmm. the propaganda people that had nothing that didn't contribute to the war. Mm-hmm. So we need to remind ourselves of that 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 we were best as a country when we didn't have that exceptionalism and we came we went into war with humility. It's very parallel to how the church functions too. Mm-hmm. You know, when the church becomes exceptionalistic and means that you know that's when they make mistakes. Um, so we need to be very careful of that. I'm not worried about the government. I'm worried about the people in our country that are that don't know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where you're seeing all this hate and, and blaming others because that's a really easy way to create sides. So that's my biggest concern. It's mm-hmm. it's not. Um, I'm not blaming Donald Trump. I'm not blaming Hillary Clinton. I'm blaming the, the institution itself for creating this. You know, if the institution was uh, better situated, we wouldn't have had these two people running. At the last, you know, the last, you know, so it's 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 a whole systematic problem, mm-hmm. you know, and and our two candidates um, are are a sign of that. They're not the problem, and people need to understand that Donald Trump is not the problem. He's a sign of the systematic issues we're having. Right. And but when people say, "Well, we want to put a bomb in it and start all over and blow the whole system up," that's why we elected Donald Trump. Electing Donald Trump doesn't do that. Mm-mm. Donald Trump running things do that, and that's what they need to understand is they haven't blown anything up yet. Mm-mm. Things will get blown up if there's a possibility. You know, mm-hmm. I, of course, I have to live in hope and and with that as well. Um, but going back, we need to set straight what are the institutions in place that we can and should rely on. And it goes back to what I was saying about Bonhoeffer is is we were putting our faith in the wrong institutions because the Mm -hmm. church was not doing its job. Right. Right. You know, and we need to admit that. Yeah. You know, um, I think that the clergy I work with would say that and agree with that. And I think, but I also do agree. And of course you're married to one of them is that our clergy at, at, at my church would say, this is a great opportunity for us to actually show what we can do. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there are even in my limited, you know, parameters of ministry. There are kids that are really scared about what's going to happen. I know kids that have parents that aren't, you know, legal, mm-hmm. you know, but they're mm-hmm. just as American as we are because they grew up in America. Mm-hmm. Um, what can the church do to provide that sanctuary mm-hmm. to give them a safe place where they can be? Right. The church needs to go back and doing that. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see 
the church really doesn't have a choice if it wants to survive anyway. So to me, it's almost the spirit giving us this opportunity to, to shine a little mm-hmm. bit. And, yeah. and I hope that we can do that. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tougher for other denominations. Um, because I think they painted themselves in corners, mm-hmm. theologically and doctrinally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see hope in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'm not kind of boasting on our denomination, but I think that's why I'm there. It's because I see that hope that I don't see in a lot of other places. You know, so I was talking with you know one of my uh, youth earlier today. And we were talking about his, um, you know, his experience in other churches and things like that about how they some of them actually preach hate. Um, and, and that bothers me. That bugs mm-hmm. me a, a little bit. And that's that church not being the church at that point. So yeah. I'm going yeah. around in circles at this point. But long story short is people don't believe in the institutions anymore, and it's the institution's fault when that happens. Yeah. So yeah. the church needs to take the opportunity to say we're not going to be that anymore. So that's my preaching. I don't know what you got. I don't know how I can follow that. <laughs> that's the beer talking. <laughs> that's Well, maybe. Um I did have a thought earlier, and I believe that it has flown away. I'm sorry. But it's okay. That means it probably was not that profound of a thought to begin with. So, um, yeah, it is gone. I would say what we can walk away from is that Saison beer is a good French beer. Yeah. Um, It's kicking my butt. Um, There's a (laughs) Batman movie coming around. And regardless of what you believed in or voted for, God's still in charge. That's right. And that's all that's right. I think we can walk away from today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, James, if you're listening, because you'll probably be the only one that does, even though I found out my boss does, so we got to be careful, uh, yeah. um, which makes him a total nerd. He's got way too much free time on, on his hands for a rector if he's listening to our stuff. Um, James, good luck. Um, you're going to have a second daughter. You're going to join the club that I'm in. And uh, if you need any advice, ask my wife, because I don't think I have any to give you. <laughs> so uh, God bless if we don't talk before Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Happy holiday. Happy Advent. Yes. Good New Year. And absolutely. All right. Well, thanks Carry for coming, on. Mark. And uh, cheers. Cheers.